One day sports cars are up, the next day they're all the way down. Why is this happening? And how can you protect yourself from that happening to you? All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. You guys can visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. So, today's topic is all going to be about the sports card market and the volatility in pricing. If you follow the sports card market at really any time during this year in 2020, you know it's been up, down, up, down, all over the place. And it's really hard to put your finger on, like, why is all this happening a player has a good game, the price jumps 100%. Player gets knocked out of the playoffs, pricing drops 30%. We just don't know why all this is happening. It just seems like something's happening for no rhyme or reason. It seems like an Instagram person talks about it and all of a sudden, boom, price jumps. A YouTube show talks about it, price jumps. So there's no real rhyme or reason for any of this stuff here. And you really don't see this in the autograph market, which is mainly what I deal in. The autograph market is very, very consistent for the most part. You're not going to see these big ebb and flows that you see in the sports card market. And that's what today's video is all about, is why is this happening in the sports card market and how can you protect yourself from these big swings, if that is even at all possible. So it's going to be a little bit longer of a video than I normally like to do. Just want to give you a heads up on that. I'm going to try to go really in-depth in this and give you guys some answers. So hopefully this will help you out with your uh, card collecting endeavors here, okay? Uh, quick, let's do some examples of some big card swings before we get into the why here, okay? And all this data is going to come from market movers, and they pull all of their data from eBay. So this will be over the last 90 days for these five cards I'm going to talk about here, okay? First one is going to be the Luka Doncic 2018 Panini Prism, card number 280. We're all familiar with this card. I've talked about it on the show a bunch. Let's look at this uh, the stats for this card for the last 90 days. 1,384 have sold of the PSA 10s. Highest sale is $3,350. I mean, come on, dude. Oh, what dummy bought that? I mean, Jesus. Uh, average sale is $1,457. It's up 43% over this time frame, though. So that's a very, very good return if you got in at the beginning part. PSA population report of 13822 you know, I don't know if, if more babies are coming into the, uh, the world or more Luka Doncic cards are being PSA 10, but it just seems like that's a lot. You know, it just seems like that is a crazy amount. You've got a 60% chance of getting a PSA 10 card if you submit one raw. 60%. That is extremely good odds. Uh, you know, one week this card's, you know, up to 2200 Next week's down to 1700 Then it's all the way down to 1185 Then it's back up to 1253 I mean, this card is just all over the place here. This chart is just absolutely insane here. Uh, definitely a card that I would personally stay away from. It's just, and I'm going to get into some reasons why here and give you some examples on some cards that you should focus on here. But what really, really scares me about this card is that pop report. They, who knows how many of these are sitting at PSA that have not been graded yet. Uh, next one, Damian Lillard, 2012 Panini Prism card, number 245, the PSA 10. 
Oh, boy, this one was a fun one to watch during the playoffs. 158 sold in the last 90 days. Highest sale was $2,970 for a base card. A base card, people, that wasn't even numbered. I mean, not even autographed. I mean, Jesus. Average sale was $1,779. Up 10% over this time, so not a complete loss if you got into it. But that's that's very low for some of these cards I'm going to be talking about here. PSA pop report of 591, so not a huge pop report, which is interesting with this card. 60% chance of getting a PSA 10. Again, as this chart shows, big rise when Damian is, is you know having 50 points in the playoffs there. And then, of course, a big dip once he gets eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, it looks like this card was going down to 850, then it was back up to 1350, and then back down to 700. I mean, not what you want to see for this particular card if you bought this card at $2,970, only to find out two months later you could have had it for $700. Okay, that this is this was a disaster in the, in the beginning here. Uh, you know, I know the 2012 Panini Prism set is going to be a quote-unquote highly popular set down the road for somebody. I, I don't know. But, again, it's just a base card, people. It's nothing special. Damian Lillard's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Maybe. I mean, is he ever going to win championships with the Blazers? I don't know. But definitely not a card that I would go with. Uh, card number three here, one of my favorite cards here. Michael Jordan, 1986 Fleer, card number 57. We're all familiar with this card. This is graded as a PSA 9. Last 90 days, 57 have sold. Highest sale, about 20K. Ooh, that's a pretty good price right there. Average sale, $15,249, up 48% over this time frame. PSA prop report of 2728 This is where the real kicker is with this card. 15% chance of getting a PSA 9. Obviously, it's even lesser for a PSA 10. I think it's 1.7% for a PSA 10. So 15% chance of getting a PSA 9. That is absolutely crazy there. But as you can see from this chart here, you know, it's it's got its ups and its downs. Like any card that's going to be expensive, you're going to see that. Uh, you know, it's going to fluctuate $500, maybe $1,000. It's just the way it is when you got a $20,000 card. There's going to be a little bit of fluctuation there. But seeing a $500 or $1,000 price jumps on like a Luca or a Damien card, that is big, big cause for concern. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just got a random 5,000 sale, uh, 5,000 K sale in there. I think it's just an error on market movers part there. It's not in line with anything else that's shown there. Uh, so, you know, again, great card. Uh, something that probably a lot of people cannot afford. So you can look into getting the lower PSA ones. But you know, can you go wrong with Michael Jordan? In most cases, no. Uh, card number four here, LeBron James, 2003 tops card number 221. This is the PSA 10 one. 113 have sold in the last 90 days. Highest sale is about 7K. And average sale was $4,641, up 53% over this time frame. Uh, PSA prop report of 1,755 and a 25% chance of getting a PSA 10. Uh, big jump, as you can see on this chart here, right after LeBron won the NBA title. That is to be expected. I'm going to be very curious after we get through this Christmas season what the next kind of like 90 days looks like for this card. Does it kind of come back down to, you know, uh, gosh, five to 7,000? I mean, that's kind of where I see this card in the five to 10 range. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this thing. But uh, again, little ebbs and flows with this one. That's to be expected with an expensive card. Um, but again, this is a real nice card to add to your collection. LeBron James, we all know, top five NBA player of all time. Can you really go wrong with his rookie card?
people, can you really go wrong? Come on, people. Plug in here. Jesus, stop buying Bull Bull. All right, last card here, football card. This one's been really interesting lately. Joe Montana, 1981 Tops card, number 216. PSA 9. 73 have sold in the last 90 days. Highest sale, $3,497. Average sale, $1,908. Up 249% over this time. My gosh, that's a great that's a great percentage right there. PSA prop port, 1880. Uh, only 11% chance of getting a PSA 9. Uh, you know, and does anyone doubt that Joe Montana is the top five quarterback of all time? A lot of people would say that he's the top quarterback of all time, but outside of Mahomes and Brady, is there anybody currently playing that is going to be better than Joe Montana? No. No. So stop buying Sam Darnold and all these people. Buy Joe Montana. Come on, Jesus. So very, very safe bet. Only 11% chance of getting that PSA 9. Big demand for his cards, of course. As you can see in this chart right here, this is the type of chart that you want to see consistent growth oh my gosh amazing not this not this crazy stuff you know minimal downs that's what you want to see right there okay so longest freaking intro ever i'm very very sorry here but i wanted to give you guys some examples to lay the foundation for what i'm going to talk about right now okay why is all of this happening why are we seeing all these crazy jumps in pricing okay i'm going to give you six reasons why i think this is happening okay and these are just my thoughts you guys can take it throw it away not listen to me which most people don't anyway <laughs> but uh i listen to myself i'm sure you listen to yourself so anyway, here are my six thoughts all right number one yes there is market manipulation going on Wait, what is market manipulation? People are bidding on their own cards or having their friends bid on the cards and creating these artificially high prices. They're not obviously paying for the item or they're paying for it and returning it or whatever's going on, but they're creating a fake price for it in order to drive not only the price up of this card, but also of other potential cards, okay? And potentially these are cards that they're already holding there, so they wanna get a nice big sale. So when they go to list their card, the person that goes to buy that can go look at eBay's past sales and be like, wow, last sale was 7000 for this one. 6000 seems like a good price. Buy now, okay? That's what market manipulation is, is creating an artificial one that's just really out of the realm. You're like, why Why is that up there? That's, that's not what this card's worth, you know? So use your brain. Think about, you know, in your own mind, what is this card actually worth, Okay. Uh, number two, and I'm going to take this one from my buddy, Darren Ravel. I actually, I talked to Darren yesterday. I was kind of talking about his, his collection and whatnot. I mean, it'd be, you guys would be amazed at what he has. I mean, uh, it's quite, it's quite extensive and unique. One of one stuff. Very, very cool. Maybe I'll get him on the show one of these days. So Darren, if you watch this, man, come on, come on the show. Uh, so Darren's take on this is essentially the people that are buying these cards nowadays are the younger crowd. The 20s, 25, 30, maybe even up to the 35-year-olds. And because they're getting started out in their, their careers, they don't have the, uh, the cash to be able to sit on these cards for a long period of time. So you're buying that you know, Luka Doncic card, hoping that in the next 5 or 10 years you can you know, triple, double, whatever it is in your money, okay? And they don't have the fluctuation to do that. So they're buying this card at whatever price and they see the price dip down a little bit there. They panic because they don't want to lose all their money, but they need the money for something else. Okay. They need it to go buy maybe another card or they need the money for, you know, a car expense, whatever it is. 
And so they can't sit on these cards for a long period of time. And so they're buying cards that they really can't afford and they're panic selling these things. And that's why you're seeing a bunch of sales happening and crazy prices going all over the place. I definitely think that is a, a, a part of it and why you don't necessarily see this in some of the more expensive cards like the Jordans and whatnot. People that are typically buying those cards are well-established in their careers. They have the money to buy stuff like this. So they're not selling them as, as fast as you would see like a Luka Doncic one. And of course that card has a lower uh, PSA population report there. Number three here is uh, there's just too many damn cards out there. <laughs> like, for Christ's sake. Like, I, it seems like every day Panini is coming out with another type of card. I mean, I thought when I first got back into the card market in February, I thought there was maybe like four or five different types of cards that came out. Like, you had Select, you had Prism, you know. And then, like, it seems like every day you get an email about some damn new set coming out. And you're like, what the fuck? What is all this stuff? And some of this stuff is like great. Some of this is like, what the hell is going on, Panini? But, uh, you know, again, going back to the Luca here, you're going to look at that PSA pop report. They've got a million cards listed on there. 13,822. That is just insane. So here, here's how this is going to work here. Is there's just too many cards out there. So if there's 13,822 uh, PSA 10 Lucas, okay, you have to have at least that many people who are interested in that card and can afford that card in order to keep that price, okay? If people pull away from the market and are no longer interested in Luca, pricing's gonna drop, okay? If people are really interested but can't afford that price, pricing's gonna drop, okay? That's why it's nice to have a card, for example, like that Jordan 1986 Fleer that I mentioned, you know, 2,728 PSA pop report. Sounds kinda like a lot, but not really when you consider the amount of people that want that Michael Jordan card, and going back to my, uh, uh, Darren Ravel point, you get to people that can actually afford this stuff. You know, somebody who's in his 40s, 45, 50 years and older, who's well established in their career, who's been saving money, who's been successful. Those are the type of people that buy Jordan stuff. You know, you look at his shoes and look at his autograph market. You know, it's expensive stuff, but it continues to sell. So that tells me that people are buying Jordan stuff that can afford this stuff. So, um, and, you know, again, people will pay big, big money for Jordan. Not to say Luca's not popular, but. You know, Jordan is, you know, up here compared to Luca as far as popularity goes. And let's talk about number four here, the PSA backlog. And this is an important one. It's well known that PSA is well behind on orders. We all know that. I'm not going to get into that. But how many Luca 2018 Prism cards do you think are sitting at PSA right now ready to be graded? Is it 1,000? Is it 10,000? I mean, we just don't know. I mean, it'll be reflected in the PSA prop reports once they get graded. But what we do know is that 60% of them are going to be PSA 10s. So that 13,822 number is going to be going up, up, and up. You know, how many Michael Jordan cards with the 1986 Fleer are sitting at PSA right now that are going to be graded a 9? Probably not many. Maybe a handful? So let's say those people get back, get those cards back, and they... They choose to sell them, which those people that are getting them graded may not choose to sell them right now. You know, the the lose go back to those Luke example. Most of those people that are getting those cards PSA times are going to be selling those. Those are not people cards that are people are going to be holding on to. Those are for flippers, quick get rid of them. Uh, people that are getting that Jordan card, the PSA nine, there will be some people that are going to sell them. But the, if you get one of those, you're probably going to be holding on to it for a little bit. So you're not going to see this crazy market going up and down because people just are not selling that Michael Jordan PSA nine. 
And number five here, and this is a one that needs to be fixed, is the eBay return policy. Now, take your morals aside here, and obviously, I'm not condoning this. I'm not, this is definitely wrong. I would not do this, so please don't do this, okay? But what people are doing is they're seeing if an eBay seller has a 14-day or a 30-day return policy. And you can essentially kind of essentially take the card on loan from that seller. So you can go buy the card on eBay, hold it for 29 days, and try to sell it at a certain price or see if it goes up in value. And if not one of those criteria meets it, then just go ahead and send it right back. You get your money back. You're out a little bit, five, six dollars in shipping. But five to six dollars in shipping to speculate on making 500 to a thousand dollars on a card. It, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Again, I'm not condoning this. Don't do this. It's going to absolutely crush your ebay account we get too many returns and stuff like that but again this is something that ebay needs to fix this along with when their sales data um along with their sales data if somebody returns a car they're still keeping that sales data there uh if somebody doesn't pay for it they're still showing that sales data and i did see a uh, a rumor I don't, I don't know if this is true or not but eventually you probably won't be able to see ebay sales uh reports unless you have a like paid membership or that they're going to basically be taking that down so eventually you may have to pay to be able to see sales data so i could definitely see that happening uh how that's going to affect the card market is going to be interesting because uh, you know everybody uses well the last one sold for this therefore you have to sell it for me for this price you know which that's only a part of what you sell stuff for so uh number six and this one i think is definitely undervalued and it's cost of goods. So COGs, cost of goods are basically what amount of money that you have into that card. So if you bought it raw, let's say in 2018, uh, the, going back to the Luka Doncic example, let's say you bought his card raw for $10 and you got it graded for $10, you are only $20 into that card. But let's say somebody else bought it in 2020 raw for $200 and they got it graded and now they're $250 into the card. Uh, you can see the difference of cost of goods there. Or if you've got someone that bought a PSA 10 for 1000 okay? So there's a big, wide range of cost of goods there. And how this impacts it is, let's say somebody that's got that you know $20 cost of goods now, now they've got a lot of flexibility to sell that car for 500 to $600. I mean, you're going to make 500 bucks. Let's say you need money for a new car or something like that. Boom, you're going to get rid of that thing. Uh, if you're into the card for you know a thousand or so, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to have much room to budge on that card. So there's a wide range of cost of goods, which means people can sell it for a wide range of prices. Going back to the autograph example, let's take Patrick Mahomes for example. If you look at his autograph jersey JSA Nike price over like the last 90 days, pretty much every sale was within about a hundred dollars of each other. There's not this crazy up and down stuff there. So everybody kind of in the autograph market pretty much pays the same price for everything. Whereas in the card market, your cost of goods are all over the map. So that pricing is going to be uh, drastically all over the place. All right. So how can you protect yourself from these crazy ups and downs? Now, there's many ways to invest in cards. I do not consider myself a, a, an expert by any means, but these are just some of my thoughts and some of these processes that I've been following uh, in the last eight months or so since I've been getting back into cards, okay? And number one, you guys have, you guys have heard me talk about a lot of these things here, but I'm going to go reiterate a couple of them and then give you some new ones. But number one, always buy the card that you like, okay? And the reason why is if it goes down in value, at least you have a card that you like. If you're out buying bull bull as an investment and getting all these cards graded and they go down in value, 
Uh, do you like the Bull Bull cards? I mean, probably not. You're going to probably see those at Goodwill in about five years. You're going to see these people posting on Facebook. Oh, look what I found. I found these Bull Bull cards at Goodwill. Are they worth anything? Like, no, they're not worth anything. So always buy the card that you like. Okay, that, Whether that's the player, whether that's the design, whatever you like, buy that one. Number two. I have been harping on this with everybody here, but buy the superstars. Guys like Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Trout, Mantle, Tom Brady. You can even throw Patrick Mahomes in that list, okay? Uh, you know, no doubt he's the best NFL player right now. I mean, these guys have a huge amount of fans. They have, uh, you know, well-established careers for the most part. Uh, some of them have championships. They're going to be Hall of Famers. Uh, you know, these guys are, you know, the top echelon of guys and those prospects that you're buying. Yeah, it's fun. It's all good and everything, you know, to try to buy that card for $5, get it graded for 20 and sell it for $200. That's fun. 10 extra money. That's great. But 99% of those prospects that you buy are crap. Okay. They suck. They're not going to be the trouts. They're not going to be the mantles. They're not going to be the Mahomes. Okay. They suck. Yeah, you're going to have one winner out of 100. One, okay? Why do that to yourself? Imagine all the money that you've wasted on all these guys that you've been buying when you could have just bought a LeBron James rookie card and had a fairly safe bet right there, okay? Is, is LeBron James, that car, the 221 I just gave you an example, is there a safe bet that that car is going to be going up in value in the next five to 10 years? Probably. You know, you're going to have to sit on it, which I know a lot of us get antsy. You know, we want to sell stuff. We want to open boxes. We want to do all this crazy stuff. You're going to have to sit on it and do nothing for five to 10 years. Can you do that? You know, I don't know. But it, I think it's a good chance that that card goes up in value in five to 10 years. And number three is buy cards that look cool. You know, going back to our previous example, the, comparing the Luca 2018 Prism versus the Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer card. Just on aesthetics alone, which card would you rather have? Okay, Luca's got a nice little, little fadeaway going there. Jordan's going up for a dunk, and it's a nice colorful card. It's got some red in there to kind of match the Chicago Bulls colors. I would personally go with the 1986 Fleer. Just, I mean, A, it's obviously it's kind of an iconic set, but just take all that out of, out of the consideration. Just look at the cards as themselves, you know? I mean, is that a better design? I personally think so. And uh, number uh, four here is always check the PSA pop reports. Okay, you got to check that stuff there. You see a card like Luca with over 13,000 there. That gets me really, really scared. If I see a card that has, in fact, I'll, go, I'll give you a perfect example right here. The Bumblebee card, the Miami card, 1994, the Dwayne Johnson, the Rock card. You've seen that one go up to almost $10,000 right now. Very, very low PSA pop report. Who was also in that set? Well, you got Ray Lewis and you got Warren Sapp. Okay? Not two guys that you would typically think about, but people really just threw these cards away. Like they were just not of any value in 1994. Uh, I just picked up a Warren Sapp one PSA pop report and on the 10 it was 30, 30 cards. I picked it up for 200 bucks, you know? Warren Sapp, you know, a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's won a Super Bowl. Is he a super popular player like, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady? No. But I think the real low PSA pop report on that is going to help. And also the rocks rise uh, with that card is definitely going to help as well as people may want to try to complete sets and whatnot. So, and, and I think it's kind of a cool looking card. You know, Miami's got a huge fan following. They got, they've had a great program there. 
But I, again, that's just kind of an outside thinking, thinking outside the box car. Boy, get the get the English right on that one. Uh, so yeah, always want lower population ports is always going to be better and a low PSA 10 rep- uh, percentage as well. You know, if you know if a card is tough to grade and it's got a low PSA 10 pop report, you're going to be really, pretty well protected on that card. Number five, this goes without saying, but you know, buying a limited edition card, you, there's only so many made. So you're going to be pretty safe there. And especially if you get a PSA 10 on there, you're going to be sitting pretty, pretty, pretty. And number six, buying PSA over Beckett graded cards. Yes, certain Beckett cards, black label cards, are going to be uh, well worth way more than a PSA 10 card, okay? That's only on certain cards. There are, you know, occasions for that to happen. But on the most part, 90 plus percent of the time, a PSA 10 card is going to outsell dollar-wise a Beckett graded card. And plus, I personally, I think PSA graded cards look way better than Beckett cards. They're not as thick of a slab. They've got a little color to it. They look uh, they look sharper, in my opinion. So, plus you got a higher uh, sales dollar you can get, and they look better. I would buy PSA graded cards. And number seven, this is the last one here. Buy cards that you can afford. Just because some dude you follow on Instagram or YouTube is out there harping on this rookie card for a thousand dollars, and he just bought it, and he thinks he's going to flip it for fifteen hundred. And he's telling you to go buy this card because he thinks it's a great investment. But you've got $1,000 in your bank account. Please don't go buy that card. Okay, don't do that. Don't tie all your money up into one card or really two or three cards. It does. It's not going to make the hobby fun for you. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be sweating it. Please don't do it. And please don't go into debt buying cards. Please don't do that. So, you know, buy cards that you can afford that way. You can enjoy them. You're not sweating the finances, and you can maybe afford to sit on a little bit. So when the market dips, you can wait for it to go back up. And then, you know, if you don't want to wait for another dip and you want to go ahead and sell it there, you have the ability to do that. So, uh, sorry for the long video here. Again, wanted to get really in depth on this, but this is why I think the market is kind of going all over the place here. So, um, if you can follow those steps, I think you guys are going to be uh, pretty successful in the card market. And like Gary V talks about, I, you know, everybody always talk about Gary V cards and all that kind of stuff. Gary V has a lot of great points. He has some interesting ones as well, but he really talks about this one, not just in the card market, but in life is patience. Okay. Don't rush into things, buy cars that you like and ones that you think are going to go up in value in the next five or 10 years and have patience. Just sit on patience, take your time. So Anyway, I hope you guys really liked this video. If you did, like it, share it, all that fun stuff. I always appreciate it. It always helps out that YouTube algorithm, which nobody seems to be able to figure out. So uh, anyway, guys, check out the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you on the next one.